Okay, we're really, really blessed to have Brevin in London. We just started the um, youth Bible study last Thursday. It was awesome. They did a great job, and so uh, we appreciate the way they are stepping up here. And so you're going to get to know them a little in, more, in a little more personal way. So here we go. All right. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing? Awesome. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> if you were wondering. Okay. Um, so um, for my testimony, I'm going to kind of um, just start kind of with like my, my upbringing. Um, and it won't, it won't be too long because I'm not that old. So, I mean, there's not, there's not too much to talk about. So. <laughs> um, um, so. I'm the second oldest out of uh, seven, seven siblings. Um, well, eight kind of gets a little complicated, but um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, I was born in Apple Valley, California, which is in the high desert. Um, my mom and dad and my older brother um, moved from the high desert and away from almost all of our family um, when I was really young. I, I don't even remember it. Uh, we moved to Raymond, California, right up um, near Coarse Gold, Oakhurst um, area. I'm not sure how long we lived there um, before my mom and dad uh, separated. Um, I don't remember much. I was pretty young. Um, all I do remember um, one thing about when they separated is when my dad punched a hole in the wall and stormed out of the house. And that was, and um, my brother and I were moved back and forth between my mom and my dad for quite some time um, until we eventually came to live with my mom full time and visited my dad probably every other weekend. Um, my mom remarried um, to who is now my former stepdad, former stepdad number one. Um, we lived uh, up in the hills past Hens Hens Hensley Lake. Um, also by a coarse gold uh, ochre area. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed living up there. Um, my mom, my stepdad had two more kids, um, my younger brother Jacob and my younger sister Grace. Um, so there was four of us there. It was out up in the hills, and I mean, I loved it. Me and my brother played outside um, every single day, and I mean, it, I, can't, I can't really complain about that time of my life. Um, my stepdad, he was, uh, he was really strict, um, and I, I hated it then, but I'm super thankful for it now because it, it helped me out in the long run. Um, so there's my older brother, there's me, and then my two younger uh, half-siblings. Um, they're half-siblings, but I mean, they're, they're, they're no difference. They might as well be full. Um, and then my dad also remarried to my former stepmom. Um, now, uh, stepmom one. yeah, form, yeah, stepmom number one. Um, my brother and I ended up going and living with them um, after my mom and my first stepdad uh, separated. Uh, so we lived with them in Chachilla, and then we moved to Merced. Um, and I was with my dad for from like third to fifth grade, beginning of sixth grade. Um, lived in Merced for a while. My dad became a police officer around that time. 
and my stepmom worked um, at the post office. She worked really odd hours as well. So my dad worked night shift, and then my step, um, he would leave in the evening, and then my stepmom would leave to go work in the post office up in Oakhurst, which is pretty far, probably around two in the morning, two or three in the morning, leaving me and my older brother to take care of um, the two kids, or the three kids that they had, um, my younger sister, Ryan, Macy, and my younger brother, Owen. Um, so, I mean, I grew up as a, I mean, fourth, fifth grade, pretty much raising my, my, my little siblings. Um, I was so young, I was so young when my dad and my stepmom got together that I had no idea um, at the time that my stepmom was actually pregnant with, uh, was already pregnant before they met um, with, my, with my sister, Ryan. Um, so I grew up my entire life thinking Ryan is a, a half-sibling of mine. Um, and then when my dad and my stepmom eventually separated, uh, I, had, I learned, and I was probably, I was in sixth grade, I learned that um, she wasn't even my sister, they pretty much, and then it was a pretty nasty divorce, so I practically never got to see um, Ryan ever again, uh, which is pretty tough. Um, yeah. <coughs> so, so they got separated and I went, my, me and my brother got sent back over to my mom's. Um, she got remarried again, um, to her third husband, um, who's now a former stepdad of mine. Um, so m myself, my older brother, my younger sister, my younger brother Grace, or Jacob, my younger sister Grace went and lived with my mom and, uh, and stepdad. Um, yeah, and uh, we lived there. I s pretty much lived there um, until I, I graduated high school. Um, I had visitations with my, or I went to go see my dad every other weekend. Um, we were able to see him more if we wanted to. There was no nothing holding us back. Me and my brother would once we got driver's licenses, we would be able to go see him whenever we wanted. Um, and my dad always had open door policy. He was like, come over whenever, um, which, was, um, which was good. Um, my dad got remarried again, who is now my stepmom to this day. Um, and I spent the, those years in high school resenting my stepmom because of the things that were told by... Um, told to me by my mom and also my, uh, my former stepmom. They had become friends and they had been feeding me lies of how horrible of a person she was. Um, so I spent all high school going over to my dad's house and just hating this lady who, I don't even know why I hated her, because I was told I, to hate her. Um, I mean, I, I came to realize towards the end of my high school, uh, end of high school that she's actually an amazing person and um, we were able to sit down and talk about everything that had been going on, and um, I'm really thankful for her to this day. Um, so that's kind of like my my up my upbringing with all my uh, um, crazy my crazy family. 
my mom eventually in high school got div uh, separated again from that stepdad. Um, they had one kid, my younger sister, uh, Bailey. She's the youngest of all of us. She's still in middle school. Um, and that one was, that one, that was a really tough uh, uh, breakup, or separation. Because um, me and um, my stepdad, we, we were really, really close. Like, really close. Um, still, st still am to this day. Talk to him a lot. Um, that one was really hard, and thankfully, uh, there were some people through the church that we had been attending um, there helping uh, move my stepdad out, who I, was, who I was able to talk to and get help from. So, so that's a little bit of my upbringing. I know it's it's long, but it it it, it played a big part of um, me coming coming to find uh, God. Um, but uh, in high school. Um, so I had no stability in my life, pretty much. It was, everything was just, nothing was uh, permanent to me. Stuff can just get ripped, ripped away at any point, right? Um, uh, so I got invited to a youth group by a friend of mine where I eventually met London later down the road. Um, it quickly became the only steady thing in my life. Um, I knew I can go there every Wednesday to the youth group. I can talk to other kids, and I could talk to my pastor, um, uh, with whenever I needed to talk to him, I knew that no matter what, every Wednesday I can go here, I can worship, I can talk to my pastor, and it was amazing. Um, but uh, as amazing as it was, it got totally crashed down by um, by a cult, um, practically. Uh, my freshman year of high school, um, I began began dating uh, a young girl. Who was uh, who introduced me to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, and man, it was awesome at the time. I thought it, it was the most amazing thing. It was um, I had so many questions in my life up to that point, um, and they were able to answer every single question that I had. Like, no matter what question it was, they were quick to answer um, answer it. And uh, and the thing that drew my attention was their commitment to their families and to their marriages. And I think that's really what drew me in because obviously I didn't know what that was with all the, with all the divorces. Um, as far as I knew, Mormons didn't get divorces. Mormons were married. Um, they get married in, in their temples and that they're, uh, and they're, they always, they emphasize that they are families for e eternity. I was like, man, I want that. That's, that's, that's what I need. Um, I wanted, I wanted permanence. Um, so I was quickly torn away from the youth group. I, had still, I was still attending somewhat um, and torn away from the God of the Bible and turned to the God of the, the Book of Mormon, pretty much. Um, I read the Book of Mormon through probably five or six times. They have other doctrine. I read through that multiple times, and yet I had never even read two books of the Bible and in its entirety. Um, I was told that they were the same God, but it's, it, as most of us know in here, it's, it's, totally, it's absolutely not. Um, um, so I was pretty much, I was a Mormon pretty much for two years of my life, and I pretty much devoted any time I had free time to read, um, to, watch it, to watch anything. I was either reading the Book of Mormon or watching they have multitudes of videos that 
you can watch um, about any questions that you have in life. Um, um, so I broke up, we broke up about two years later, but the damage is already done. That, that, that was in my mind that that was the right church, and uh, that, yeah, it was, and it took a long time, a, a lot longer than I, than I knew from, for that actually to um, leave my mind and for me to be able to notice that it's, it's what they teach is um, false. Um, so I went back to the first youth group, um, uh, moved high schools, and that's where I met London. Um, but still, I didn't have the same relationship with Jesus as I did before um, uh, joining the Mormon church. Um, so London and I started dating my junior year of high school. Um, we had our ups and downs, um, pretty much all my fault. Um, I graduated high school. I joined the Marines. Um, I was stationed in 29 Palms, which is in the middle of nowhere, in the desert. Again, I was born there, and I got, well, there I was again, in the middle of the desert. Um, and I was young, and I was very, very immature. Um, and, I, and like I said, in the middle of nowhere, with other very young, immature males. Um, quickly started drinking um, at the age of uh, 18. I mean, I did in high school. Uh, I wasn't the greatest kid in high school either. Um, quickly started drinking and gained the idea that I can do whatever I want, because why not? I'm a Marine, right? I can do, I can do anything. And God was the last thing in, in my mind. So wasn't going to church, um, wasn't praying, wasn't reading the Bible, nothing. Just I was a Marine, doing immature stuff in the middle of the desert. Um, I became, I quickly became addicted to pornography, which, because that's, I mean, in the, I mean, everyone else was, everyone else was, I mean, it just kind of got shared around, right? You're living in a barracks, you have four roommates, and it, it quickly becomes a, a very terrible habit. Um, Lynn and I got engaged while I was stationed there in 29 Palms. Um, she was still in high school. Uh, things moved very quickly for us, um, which usually do for um, uh, military relationships, usually uh, move pretty quickly. Um, We'd been together for years. We were planning to get married. Um, but the enemy, I mean, he had a hold on me. Um, and I believe it started all the way back to when I was um, in the Mormon church. Um, uh, while we were engaged, I started, I was talking to, a, I was even talking to other uh, girls, other women, um, while I was in 29 Palms. So I was, I was lying to London. I was addicted to pornography. I was drinking. Um, and it was probably, I didn't realize it then or even until recently that that was probably the lowest part of my life was, was when I was there. Um, we still got married. Um, never told London any, any of these things. Um, but I, I was dumb, but I at least knew that now that we were married, I, I had to stop talking to this, this other girl. Um, so I stopped talking to her. And thankfully, um, thankfully, I was able to um, kick the pornography addiction. Uh, I know it's it's rare, but as soon as we got married, I stopped talking to this girl, and I never once watched pornography again. Um, yeah, it's, I know a lot of people. It it's a miracle because I know it's, a, it's it's such a fight for a lot of people. Um, 
they can last for years. And I thank God that I was able to just completely quit that. Um, so we got married. We moved in together um, down in San Diego. I moved bases to Camp Pendleton. Um, we started going to church together. Um, and we finally, uh, and we, we found a, a church that we had gone to for quite a while. It was our church home down there. Um, and after going to church there for a while, I finally felt like the hold on me that was on me from, from the Mormon church began to lift off me. I began to see that, that what they were telling me was complete lies, that what they believe, on, what they believe in is, uh, can't be further from the truth. Um, and, uh, um, but everything was good. Um, and then London found out that I had been talking to another woman, um, when we were engaged and then uh, things for me just kind of crashed down again. I was like, well, can't do anything right. 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 When I start to think that I'm doing better, just it's not because of course I didn't, I wasn't truthful. Um, Thankfully, London is the strongest woman I've ever met. Um, thankfully, we had people in the church to talk to. We talked, we uh, went to went to some counseling with the people in the church, um, and it took a while, but things eventually got better. Um, London forgave me, um, and I find and after a while, I finally felt like I was living the way that God actually wanted wanted me to. Um, a big part of that was when we found out that she was pregnant with Kennedy. Um, and then, but as soon as we found out, all the, everything rushed back from my upbringing. Um, all the divorces, how terrible it was to get thrown around like nothing. Like, oh, you're going to live with your mom now. You're going to live with your dad now. You're going to live with your mom now. We're moving. We're getting divorced, 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 divorced. And that all came flooding back to me as soon as I found out that we were pregnant with Kennedy. Um, and I knew right away that I didn't, that that was the last thing that I wanted to um, have for my kids is, uh, is that same feeling that me and all, all my other siblings had to go through. Um, I, I prayed to God over and over to allow me to be the best father that I could. Um, and... Uh, in the end, I'm thankful for the upbringing that I had because it's it's a shows me exactly what what not to do, uh, pretty much. Um, so so we had Kennedy. We were still going to church down there. Um, got out of the Marines, um, and we uh, came to live in Hollister. Got a job in San Jose as a police officer, um, and I mean it wasn't until Lately, actually, when we when we started coming to Hillside, that I had like had a true fire in my heart for God. Um, uh, I was content even when we were down in San Diego to just going to church pretty much on Sunday. We would go and help. We were youth leaders in the youth group. I was content with just going on Sunday, going on Wednesday, and then pretty much forgetting about it um, until ne- the next Sunday and Wednesday. Um, but now. Uh, Thankfully, the Lord has opened my eyes to so many things. I've I have a constant desire to to read the Bible, to 
spend time personal prayer, especially I have an hour long drive to work, and I, I find that to be the perfect time to um, spend in prayer and worship. Because um, I mean, our, I'm either sleeping or awake, uh, helping one with the kids. So my drive to work is an awesome time for me to um, uh, to spend in prayer and worship. Um, I'm 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 just thankful for the God, the the plan that God has for me in London and uh, and the um, the path that He had me go through to to get here. I mean, it was a long it was a long path and it was it was definitely uh, tough. But man, God is just awesome, and I I can't believe how how blessed we are to be here at this church. Um, I mean. I'm sure London agrees that we've never felt this way at a church before. So welcome, and um, so thank you all for that. Um, yeah, so so now the Lord's just doing so many awesome things in our lives. It's 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 crazy. Um, I mean, in my line of work, there's a lot of crazy things that that go on, um, but thankfully God shows me showed me um, how to be calm and how to trust in Him. Um, and so like every day on the way to work I uh, spend a lot of uh, one-on-one time um, and I've been really learning a lot about the Holy Spirit and praying um, praying while I'm at work to pray to ask for the Holy Spirit to rise up in me especially when I'm facing these uh, these evil things at work. Um, so, I mean, to go from doing all these terrible things, uh, believing in in a, fa- a false god for, for, I mean, I said two years, but I mean, it was probably four or five years, honestly, maybe even more, um, in the back of my mind, believing in a, in a false god. Um, but thankfully, he's, uh, he's got a hold on me again. Um, so, yeah. Thank you. Well, mine's not about my life. I mean, it is, but it's not a timeline of my life. Um, it's a little bit more specific. I thought it was going to be like a timeline of my life. I thought it was going to be about our relationship or. Is it? How's that? Is that better? Okay, okay. Um, I thought it was going to be about our relationship or uh, my mother-in-law, which some of you already know a little bit about. Um, but when I sat down and I tried to start writing what I thought was going to be my testimony, um, I felt like God was telling me that's not the story that I want you to tell Um, you need to dig deeper and talk about something that you don't normally share with people. Um, So I'm actually going to be talking about um, postpartum depression and anxiety and how that has affected my life as a mom. Um, And I didn't really know how to talk about this or where to start just because I feel like testimonies are things that you've already overcome 
and have already gone through, and this is something that I still battle with daily. Um, so I'm just going to warn you guys, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> um, so I realized that I needed help for my postpartum depression when Kennedy was probably about six months old. Um, we had been out all day because the power at our house on base um, had been off since before we woke up. We woke up and the power was off. Um, and this happened all the time. This was a normal occurrence, unfortunately. Um, so we decided to leave the house for the day. Um, and we drove out of town. I think we were looking for the truck. I think you needed a new car. So we went... Um, more inland to go car shopping. Um, and there, we didn't have Papa Murphy's down there, and I love Papa Murphy's. So um, where we were going car shopping, there was a Papa Murphy's. So we were going to get a take and bake pizza and bring it home with us. Well, because the power was stopped when we got home that night, it had literally been out all day, uh, we had to try to, like, barbecue it. It burned. Crisp, black. Messing up. Yeah. It no, it was, it was, there was, I, I tried to eat it and it was charcoal. It was, yeah, it didn't work. So, cue the meltdown over my burnt pizza that we drove like an hour and a half away to get. Power still off. I have donated breast milk in the freezer because at this point I wasn't able to breastfeed. I'm losing my mind. I'm full breakdown. I just grab my keys and leave. I'm, I'm like, I'm out. I gotta cry. I need to go get some food. Goodbye. So I just left them behind. Um, but yeah, so with the going back to the breast milk, that's kind of a huge part too. Um, two and a half months after Kennedy was born, she weighed less than her birth weight. She was a failure to thrive. Um, and we discovered that it was because my breast milk had dried up due to the birth control that the doctors had put me on. Um, I didn't know that birth control could do that to you. No one warned me. Um, so, I mean, she was less than her birth weight, so there were really no options but to switch her to formula. I had to completely stop breastfeeding. Um, so, being around young, young, judgmental military moms, I was constantly fed, you have to breastfeed your child, or you will be poisoning them with formula. Breast is best. You need to breastfeed. So Brevin and I were both super against formula, and I just felt like such a failure. Like, like I felt like I was failing him. I was failing our baby. I just, I, don't, I couldn't even provide natural nutrition to my child that was supposed to come easy to me. So... I tried not letting that get to me. Um, I mean, we had the donated breast milk. We had a friend um, who gave birth to her son a week prior to me giving birth to Kennedy, and she had an oversupply, like, I mean, like a deep freeze full of breast milk. When she would give me breast milk, she would literally just hand me, like, grocery bags, like, here you go, girl. I'm like, you're the best. Um, but... It wasn't enough. Uh, I mean, 
it should have been because I got to see Kennedy go from this starving baby to this thriving, happy, hitting all of her milestones infant. Um, she was able to be more independent, um, and I was able to be more independent because I wasn't constantly attached to her hip. Brevin could feed her, others could feed her, so I had more freedom. Um, but I knew that I was missing out on that bond and that connection that you have with your baby when you breastfeed, and so that hurt. Um, it also didn't help that she was already fiercely independent as an infant. Uh, she knew how to entertain herself. Uh, she didn't like me to help her. The only time she needed me was when she needed a diaper change. So, and it didn't help that daddy was her favorite. She is definitely a daddy's girl. He can make her laugh in ways that I have never been able to. I've just accepted it at this point. Um, she would also get fussy if she spent too much time with me and didn't see enough daddy because he, his hours were unpredictable in the Marines. We didn't know when he was coming home or what time he would be home or when he would have to leave. So that's hard for a, ba a baby. So, I mean, I understand why she got sick of me. My feelings aren't hurt, but still. Um, so the way that my depression manifested was that um, I became sort of lazy, I guess. Um, Kennedy was independent, so she entertained herself. She fed herself. I only needed to get up to get her the food and to change her diapers. Um, so I would just lay on the couch almost 24-7 I would turn the TV on to a kid's show so she had something constantly in her ear. Um, and every time she slept, I slept. She usually slept in my arms on the couch and we would just sleep the day away. Um, and thank God that babies sleep a lot because that helped send me further into depression. Um, <coughs> but once I knew that I needed help, I had no idea how to ask for it um, my friends, I had friends in high school who had depression, so I c could see when they were having a bad day, and I, you know, knew how to say something to them, but I, they never really asked for help, so I, I didn't know how to ask for help for myself. Um, after the meltdown, I was sure Brevin knew what was going on, like, I, I'm pretty sure that made it pretty obvious. Um, I was also afraid to get institutionalized. I didn't want to get taken away from um, my family, my baby or my husband. I mean, we lived six hours away from all the rest of our family. It was just us. So I was terrified to be all by myself in an institution, and military doctors are unpredictable, so I, <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I actually don't even remember how I told Brevin, but I know that I ended up going to see a doctor, I got meds, um, and they helped, you know, things went back to normal, um, I was able to perform motherly and wifely duties on the regular, so that was nice, but, um, once Brevin got out of the Marines, my doctor took me off of them, just cold turkey just took me off. Luckily, 
the depression didn't come back. It, it stayed away. I was fine um, until I got pregnant with Lincoln, and then it came back, and I had a vengeance. And I didn't know that depression during pregnancy was a thing. I thought it was postpartum depression. So I'm like, why am I feeling these feelings when I'm pregnant? The baby isn't even here yet. So I was super confused. Again, didn't know how to ask for help because I, <laughs> I was pregnant. I'm not postpartum. So I ended up talking to the doctor about it. I was like, you know, I'm having feelings that I've felt before and I was on medication them for them before, um, so I'm thinking I should probably be on medication for them again before they get any worse. Um, so I got on the medication again, um, but I, like everyone, or most people with mental illnesses do, uh, one to two months before Lincoln was born, I decided to stop taking them just so he wouldn't be born addicted to the medication, which, good intentions, but People with mental illnesses should not take themselves off their meds ever, no matter how they're feeling. You feel better, it's because of the meds, okay? You want to talk about getting off your meds, talk to your doctor. Um, so Lincoln's born, and postpartum depression hit again, because I wasn't taking my meds. So um, I went back on my meds, because at that point Lincoln was born, he wasn't going to like withdraw from the meds so I um, got back on them but the meds weren't working like they had been before so I had uh, another breakdown kind of rather recently um, it was just a lot of things all at once um, obviously I don't have a really good relationship with my mother-in-law and so there was a few things that she had been doing to us that were making me feel neglected and and like she we were the last priority on her list of priorities you know she was putting her other kids before us or her other grandkids before our kids and that hurts me really bad so I'm working on the forgiveness there um, but at the same time she was doing those things my parents had let me down too which is not something that I expected from them my parents are like the people that I feel like I should be able to depend on um, and so that kind of caught me off guard. I felt pretty betrayed. And so I had to build up some walls um, and kind of numb myself to everything that was going on at that time, um, which helped the depression, not me. So um, I realized that the meds weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, so I decided to try a new prescription, and that was the Bible. I kind of dove headfirst into the Bible and God's Word and what he says about um, depression and anxiety and mental illness and um, looking for answers and remedies through his Word instead of through science. Um, I also decided that I probably needed to lower or eliminate a lot of the expectations that I had placed on the adults and the parents in our lives. Um, and that actually came from Dory in the Victory Over the Darkness series. She said, expectations lead to unforgiveness. And unforgiveness just hurts yourself. So... Um, there, I also started reminding myself 
during the good and the bad, which is actually something that Andrea said, is that you need to remember to thank God even through the bad times. Um, so even, I mean, every day, if I have a high or a low, I, I just, I mean, out loud, I literally say, God is good. And that's, that's what keeps me going. Um, I have a harder time shutting myself in now that I have some more friends in Hollister. I got some gal pals. Um, and then our Worthy Conference actually helped a lot too. That was really nice being surrounded by all those women and being so vulnerable and seeing that a lot of them have the same struggles that I do. Um, <coughs> and at the end of the day, they gave us a verse, and my verse was spot on. It was, um, I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. And that's from Psalms 118.5. And in other translations, broad place, it says, uh, set me free. So I felt like that was God speaking to me and telling me he's going to set me free from, from this hold that these mental illnesses have on me. Um, more recently, I've also been able to admit that I have some anxiety, and I've had a hard time um, admitting that because my sister has severe anxiety where she has full-blown panic and anxiety attacks like sitting on the floor crying, rocking back and forth. That doesn't happen to me. Um, so I had a hard time admitting to myself that my feelings were valid just because of how fierce her feelings are. My feelings are nothing like hers. Um, most of my anxiety is social anxiety. And it's not in the fact, like, like I don't really have a problem sitting up here talking to all of you. Um, but it'll happen when I go home tonight and I criticize myself for what I did or didn't say while I was sitting up here. That's, that's where it attacks me. Um, another problem that I have with the anxiety is while I'm trying to fall asleep at night, I have a hard time doing that because I will lay there and think ab about crazy scenarios that would probably never happen, like um, the kids getting kidnapped or we went on a cruise and we were trying to decide whether or not we'd bring the kids and we ultimately decided not to bring the kids because I thought about them falling overboard um, or how we are not going to be going to Disney World anytime soon until the kids are bigger because I don't want them to get eaten by a crocodile, which obviously isn't that far-fetched because it just happened. So, um, <laughs> But still, this is what I think about on the daily at night while I'm trying to fall asleep. It keeps me up at night. So the way that I overcome that is I, I, I have to, thanks to Crash the Chatterbox, I have to capture those thoughts and hold them captive and I pray and I rebuke them and, and I just ask the Lord to keep those thoughts from me and to just remove them from my mind, never let them uh, back in. Um, and then I remember my sister's worthy verse, which is was perfect for her because she has even more severe anxiety than I do and hers was Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that's from Isaiah 41.10. Um, so 
I had a hard time admitting my feelings and validating them um, just because I don't feel like they're that severe, but I still have a hard time performing daily um, exercises, just like, like recently, Bravin has really had to step up and help around the house. He's been doing the dishes. He's been doing the laundry. On his weekends, he's like, we got to clean up this house. I'm like, bro, I'm in this house way more often than you are, okay? It's livable. But, I mean, he really helps me overcome the dark days. And he helps me. He lets me sleep in sometimes, which is nice because I definitely need that. Um, But the point is, is that I still have bad days, and I still struggle every now and then, but I've come to learn that really the only answer and the the best answer is to just draw closer to the Lord and his word, because he has all the answers for you. Are you just amazed at their truthful, honest communication? Doesn't it make you just love them a whole bunch? Huh? When you get to know people in such a personal way, this is like family. So people are grafted in, and we get to know them, uh, really know them. And when you know people and understand who they are, it just makes you love them so much. And you guys were such a great example of transparency and honesty. Anyone have any questions for them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So um, this was awesome tonight. Thank you guys so much. That was just a really powerful testimony, you guys. And um, be praying for them. You know, be praying for them. Because look at what they've walked through. And now they want to give back. And you know, they're young enough that they have a connection with young people differently than some of us.